Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You're now listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Built in Buffalo. I'm your host, A. Rich, Akeem Richens. And if you're not accustomed to the saying by now, if you don't know me, get to know me. And before I even start, I have to thank all the new followers and all the new listeners that's that's coming along for the ride from, from the Built in Buffalo brand. We're, we're starting to trend in that in the proper direction in terms of developing listeners and engaging with knowledgeable Buffalo Bills sports fans. And that's exactly what, what we were set out to do. And I have to shout out the listeners. I have to shout out the followers. And I have to shout out the team for putting in the work that they're, they're putting forth and putting the effort they're putting forth to our, our production team to our graphic designers and and the unique content we're continuing to try to put out and try to develop to to engage with the Buffalo Bills fans and listeners. So we're going to continue to do our part and we hope that by us continuing to do our part, we're going to develop these listeners and continue to uh, grow this brand. So thank you from the Buffalo Bills uh, built-in Buffalo team. Uh, Moving on, this is a very pivotal off season for our Buffalo Bills. In my opinion, this is one of the biggest off seasons in Buffalo Bills history. And I've been around for uh, 30 plus years and I've been a Buffalo Bills fan for 30 years. And so for me to say that, it it has to be. <laughs> it has to be one of the biggest off seasons in, in, in modern history for our team. And why I say that is because we, we opened a window. Our team, we made the playoffs two out the last three years. We 10-6 and six last year. Uh, we have a nice, growing, developing nucleus of players. We have nice depth and we have nice core players in place. So because of those things, we've opened a window of opportunity where our team, in a first time in a long time, we can see us making the next step from a poor team to an average team to a good team to a possible great team. And and this offseason is, is that pivotal, is that vital. In my opinion, if we have any type of an offseason this year, like we had last year, we're going to be one of the best teams not only in the AFC we're going to be one of the best teams in the NFL, and we're going to be uh, Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> you know when that article comes out, pretender or contender, and when the Buffalo Bills is always on the list as a pretender. This year, if we make the necessary roster moves and we make the necessary draft picks and acquisitions, we can be on that contender's list. And how are we going to take that step into making that next that next competitive jump is what we do this offseason. And this offseason, in my opinion, is all about Josh Allen. Get Josh Allen weapons. Get Josh Allen the necessary weapons so he can continue his development into being a franchise quarterback. Now, we have a guy uh, that came a long way. We're talking about a guy in Josh Allen that was a Wyoming prospect that was real raw. That people thought that he had all the physical traits and all the athletic abilities. But because of of his deficiencies and the flaws that some talent evaluators saw, they felt that 
those things couldn't be fixed, whether it was accuracy or whether it was other things. But we saw something in Josh Allen. We took him as our pick, and he's made a vast improvement from year one to year two, right? He improved in almost every statistical category. He jumped from 52% to 58%. Uh, He jumped to 20 touchdowns. He lowered his picks with only nine interceptions. So that's something great that we want to see as fans. We want to see him cut down his fumbles. We, we, we definitely want to see him cut down his uh, his overall fumbling of the ball when he's taken off to run. Obviously, he's not a natural runner. He's more of a, a gifted runner, an athletic runner. But because of his ball security issues, he's not necessarily a natural runner. So hopefully, we he can work on that uh, this offseason. But nevertheless, having 510 yards and 9 touchdowns as a rusher to go along with 20 touchdowns and 3,000 passing yards is is a pretty good season and a pretty good jump from from year one to, to year two. But he also has his deficiencies, right? Because we see improvement from 52% to almost 59%. We think that's great and we think uh, Josh Allen can be the next coming of Jim Kelly. But when you compare it to the rest of the NFL, he still lasts in completion percentage. So those are things that we want to work on this offseason. We want him to work on to get with Jordan Palmer to work on this offseason. And we can hope to improve that aspect of his game. What else does Josh Allen want to improve on or we feel or we see that Josh Allen has to improve on? He has to improve on the deep ball. His deep ball accuracy left something to be desired in the 2019 season. So we want to see him work on that as well. So we, as much as we've seen Josh Allen improve as a quarterback, he still has some things uh, to work on. Like I just mentioned, and, and some mechanical and, and footwork kind of issues to, to iron out as well. So he's have some things to work on. But we want to, uh, as an organization, this offseason is get as much talent and get as much weapons around Josh Allen as possible so he can continue his development in terms of being that franchise quarterback we hope we we uh, seen when we drafted him and we want him to be as as fans and as a Buffalo Bills fan base. So we have to get Josh Allen as much weapons as humanly possible is the key to this offseason, in my opinion. And where are we going to start? We have to start with that offensive line. We have to rectify, we have to fortify <laughs> that offensive line. Whether it's going to continue that continuity, you sign back Quentin Spann, and you continue the continuity and development uh, with that offensive line. Continuity, in my opinion, is is very important and we don't have the best offensive line but we have uh, a decent offensive line especially when Ty Naseki was healthy. Ty Naseki uh, is an injury prone tackle but when he was in there our offensive line looked pretty good at times. Cody Ford looked good at times but he struggled and that's to be expected to come as a rookie year. He struggled but that's one of the reasons in my opinion, why the Quentin Span free agent signing is so vital. Because if we don't sign Quentin Span, we better sign someone that's just as good or better than Quentin Span. Now, that's not to say that he's a tremendous guard or he was an upgrade over a lot of NFL guards, but he was an upgrade for us 
and he was available for us playing all 16 games. Mitch Morse would tell you Quentin Spann helped out the offensive line. Josh Allen would tell you Quentin Spann was an excellent offensive lineman and an excellent teammate. So because of those things, I think he has to be re-signed. And we just can't trust Ty Naseki to to take over that right tackle spot by himself, kicking Cody Ford in the guard, trusting Ty Naseki not to get injured and depending on him not to get injured. If he gets injured again, we're, because of his injury, we have to shuffle the whole offensive line again. So I think it's vital for us to keep the, the camaraderie going with John Feliciano at guard, signing back a Quentin Spann, and letting Niseki and Cody Ford continue to platoon and continue to develop Cody Ford as a tackle in that retrospect. And I will go forth with that offensive line. I believe that that gives us the best opportunity to win. I know one thing. We either have to upgrade or we have to continue on the continuity path. We cannot downgrade and lose players and think we're going to plug in uh, certain guys, depth guys to be starters. That's what we can't do. We want to give Josh Allen the best opportunity to win. And we want to give Josh Allen as much weapons as possible this off season. We don't want Josh Allen to take a step back like Mitchell Trubisky took. That's something that we want to avoid. Chicago Bears are scrambling. They don't know what to do if they want the second round, the second pick overall to draft the quarterback. They don't know if they want to give Mitchell Trubisky another chance. We want to avoid them type of problems with our franchise or hopeful franchise quarterback at all costs. And for us to to avoid that situation is to help him by giving him as much weapons and fortifying the offensive line the best to our abilities. Uh, moving on to the running back position. We seen last year uh, Devin Singletary, uh, he was a, a very important piece to our, our backfield, the rookie running back, and he did a, a, a very good job. We cut Shady McCoy because we thought uh, Moda Singletary, Singletary could get the job done, and we've seen that he can get the job done. Frank Gore, beginning of the season, he played an integral part. He was the starter. He started losing carries to uh, Moda Singletary. Now, Sean McDermott is the first that would tell you the NFL is a running back league, is a two-running back league, and I definitely agree. We have to get somebody with Moda Singletary as a complement piece to help him run the ball. We were a top 10 running team. In my opinion, we have to run the ball even more this year. We was top 10 in rushing, and we disappeared in running the ball certain times. We disappeared in running the ball uh, in Houston, the playoff game. Josh Allen throwing the ball 49 times, and we was up 16 zip at one point. Why? Why are we getting away from running the ball? Why are we getting away from doing something we're actually good at offensively and that's rushing the ball we was top 10 so in my opinion we have to rush the ball even more this year running the ball more this year will will put more pressure on the defense it will make our offensive line more physical to the point of attack and it will take some pressure off of Josh Allen, and then you'll be able to work in the play action, and it will open throwing lanes for Josh Allen, for a quarterback that's not as accurate as everybody thinks he is. He has more throwing opportunities and throwing lanes because we're running the ball more and running the ball more efficient. So I definitely think that we have to get a veteran uh, 
running back to go along with Devin Singletary. Whether that's a, a Matt Breida, the 24-year-old speed back from San Francisco who's who has limited uh, uh, tread run. Tread tires ran because he's played a reduced role with with uh, San Francisco 49ers because of the because of the other running backs they have on the team. He would be a nice one-two punch and an intriguing one-two punch with Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary has the vision, but he lacks the explosiveness. Matt Breida has all the explosiveness. It'll be an intriguing option to have. Also, you have a guy like Jordan Howard. If you want a guy that's run between the tackles, if you want a guy that's a bruiser, that's a hard-nosed guy, that's a thunder to a, a Singletary's lightning, then Jordan Howard may be a piece that we that or maybe a direction that we want to go or we want to go with. In my opinion, we should do both. In my opinion, we need to give Josh Allen's remember my theme: give Josh Allen as much weapons as humanly possible this offseason so he can continue his growth and development. So I would go and get a veteran running back, whether that's a veteran running back that can run in between the tackles or bruiser, or a veteran running back that has the speed that, that could take it to the house every time they touch, he touches the ball. And then I would go into the draft and draft a running back in the mid to late rounds as well. And so I would have... Motor Singletary, I will have my veteran runner, and I will have my draft pick running back uh, to help out Josh Allen. And I will make one schematic change. I will make one uh, philosophical change in terms of what we do on offense. What we did last year was have Motor Singletary as a starter or Gore as a starter, and we have Gore or Singletary come off the bench, and TJ Yeldon was a healthy scratch, right? T.J. Yeldon was a, a healthy scratch most weeks. He was on the team. Uh, he was on the 53, but he was a healthy scratch off the 46. I would make that philosophical change this year and dress all my running backs. We've seen the success the Baltimore Ravens have with their rushes and Edwards and, and, and Ingram and the guys that they had and the rushing tech they was do, be able to to put out on the field, which in my opinion uh, helped Lamar Jackson immensely. We've seen what San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan did with Morsad and, and Tevin Coleman and, and, and Matt Breida. So I think uh, with, even if, we, if it takes cutting a, a Lee Smith, if we have to cut a Patrick DeMarco, if we have to make these tough decisions, Brandon Bean is used to making tough decisions. He traded Sammy Watkins. Brandon Bean is used to making tough decisions. He cut LaShawn McCoy. So if we have to cut uh, Lee Smith or cut a Patrick DeMarco or, or make them a healthy scratch come game day, so be it. We should have all three of our running backs dressed for game day. We should have as much weapons to help Josh Allen as humanly possible so he can continue the trend of his development and our offense can be a better offense. So as far as the running backs, I will add a third running back on game day. I would draft one and I would sign a vet and I would try to give as much weapons to Josh Allen as possible with the running backs, uh, running back uh, uh, group that we have on the team going forward. You are right quick. The tight end position, Dawson Knox. We know that Dawson Knox. We hope that Dawson Knox could continue his trend as far as going towards being the the number one tight end. 
He has all the capabilities. He has all the athleticism in the world to do so. He runs a 4-5-4-6. He's 250 pounds. He's nasty. He's physical. He does have to work on catching the ball consistently. And he does have to work on things to, to get where we want him to be. But we hope he continues that, that upward trend. And if we can sign a, a Greg Olsen. To, to not only mentor but can make impacts in the football game as well We think that can be a nice one-two punch If we don't sign Greg Olson, We should still go ahead and try to sign another tight end To, to help uh, take some pressure off Doc Dawson Knox in terms, of, in terms of being in the game and, and, and getting an opportunity to catch the ball But we should also continue to develop Dawson Knox And help him uh, ascend in the direction we feel that he could ascend to in terms of being an elite tight end. But having two tight ends in a Brian DeBall offense, in a Brian Dable offense, would help further the development of, of Josh Allen and it would make the offense better as a whole. So I definitely think we should look in definitely think we should look into a, a tight end even if we don't uh sign Greg Olson. And last but not least, the wide receivers. Brandon Bean Knows we need to we need to establish more wide receivers and need more weapons. A lot of people would tell us we need big guys, or in my opinion, we just need playmakers. We know that uh, Cole Beasley, John Brown, and Andre Roberts are locks. Those are the three receivers. So in my opinion, we need three more receivers. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna try to sign a veteran receiver. A receiver. I'm all in for going to get an AJ Green. Why? Because I think he will be a cost-efficient signing. We have an opportunity to get a top 10 receiver when healthy in A.J. Green. And because of his injury history and his injury issues he had in the past, I think we can sign him to a contract that can benefit him and benefit the Buffalo Bills at the same time. And we know Brandon Bean loved to sign those cost-efficient contracts. And we know... When healthy, A.J. Green is one of the premier receivers in the game. You, you combine that to our training staff and facility. We have one of the best training staffs and facilities in the game in terms of helping out guys that's getting injured or we preventing guys from major injuries. Uh, combine those two, I think A.J. Green is a perfect fit. So I would definitely try to sign A.J. Green to a cost-efficient contract, which will upgrade that receiving room and upgrade uh, the receivers in, in a hole and will help Josh Allen and give uh, Josh Allen that red zone threat. I would also not ignore the position. At the same time, we can we can have the best facilities in the world. Things can still happen. <laughs> I would definitely draft a receiver in the first or second round to go along with A.J. Green. We, we have an older receiving room. We need to get younger in the receiving department. So I would still go after uh, a Colorado's LaVisca Shenault in the first round or T. Higgins in the first round or a TCU receiver or a Michael Pittman. We definitely still need to go get another receiver in the draft that we can develop, uh, give us some youth on that side of the ball and, and give us a nice rotation if just in case A.J. Green get hurt, he can come and step in. If A.J. Green doesn't get hurt, then we have that rookie receiver to be a nice rotational piece and to make us even more dangerous on the offensive side of the ball. 
regardless if we do those things Isaiah McKenzie and Duke Williams should be battling for the last receiver spot if those two are both on the team at the same time we didn't do enough we didn't do a good enough job getting weapons and that's just how I feel we can continue to develop uh, Josh Allen give him as much weapons as possible in terms of of the offensive side of the ball. Y'all let me know what y'all think. This is A. Rich, Akeem Richens. If y'all don't know me, get to know me. Built in Buffalo. Till next time.